episode 490 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's already shaking those boxes to see what we're getting this year. In this episode, we talk about Lego Masters Australia, travel posters, and trivia. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So get your Santa guessing caps on now, because it's time to hop into another episode. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. every episode by going around the table which is where we talk about things that are new fun and noteworthy about our weeks patrick what has been new fun and noteworthy about your week would you think to say it yoka please you have you literally just talked for 30 minutes i I don't know what to say i've got nothing we're gonna have to like chop up your your intro to now there's nothing going on here's the problem here's the problem and i told you this would happen i you guys tell me i'm the bad one about talking before the stream i started (laughs) i do say that i'm gonna sing the theme song i'm gonna sing the theme song of a show just listening, tell me what show this is, okay? Light Lotus. Yes, that is one of the vocal parts from the intro of White Lotus. And then like the melody goes on I top hated of it. That. You're welcome. It sounds nothing like it, but by process of elimination, that had to be the answer. I didn't even by process of elimination like because there's only one song that has weird monkey noises <laughs> it's all like voices and there's this like there's this uh Jack Black calls it inward singing there's this like inward yeah. singing voice that's happening like in the actual inward <laughs> inward singing that is what I said I know, but just for all of our audio people, not N-word singing, which is what I heard initially. <laughs> oh, no. In, I was like, uh, if you've heard any Today's Just you should know the song, N-word singing. Inner, I can't actually singing. do it, yeah. Okay, just <laughs> Now I'm singing, yeah, we're just now listening. Now I'm N-word. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, so that's that, here's what happened. I just we started binging that, and so, but I can't yeah. talk about it. Y'all, y'all seen it. Y'all talked about it. Y'all know. I don't need to talk about anything else. So the only thing that I can say that I've watched that isn't something that y'all have talked about extens- extensively, I almost said extensively, <sighs> is uh, we did get. Um, I, 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 I talked about SNL on the show before because I, I watch SNL, but we got Cecily Strong's final show, and I just wanted to say that it was very about touching. Time. I cried. Uh, I cried. I teared up. I tried to hide it from my wife. I tried to like use my phone <laughs> to like block my face so she couldn't see, but I still teared up anyway. And uh, and I'm afraid that I may, if I cry this easily, I should maybe talk to someone. I don't know. But I, Andrew, you and I will talk about it later. We'll figure it yeah. out. Um, but that's the big thing. It was a good episode. It had Austin Butler on it, and they did. Uh, they clearly pulled from Elvis a couple of times, but. Uh, in the spirit of White Lotus, I do want to point out that uh, Coolidge, um, what's her first name? Jennifer. Jennifer Coolidge. They do a segment, Jennifer Coolidge reacts to Christmas things, and it's a very good segment. So, uh, But it all, it, all just, it all meshed together so nicely with, uh, with what's going on. So check that out. Uh, outside of that, um, we, we were, like prior to the show starting, uh, the reference that Lauren made to me talking nonstop, we were talking about uh, the kind of beginnings of the stream and then also uh, how we approach that now. And I had been thinking about this. The or, beginnings of the podcast. Yeah, the, the podcast, which is now eight, the stream. Eight years and, ago, mm-hmm. yes. Right. yes. Uh, because we're coming up on 500 episodes. We, we're just mm-hmm. like two and a half months out or like two months out from mm-hmm. hitting the big 500. Oh. Um, and... <laughs> The, the thing that I was thinking is that if anyone would find it interesting, uh, some type of, like, we get on here and we only talk about content creation, different platforms, option, approach, gear, et cetera, all that stuff, uh, just let us know. If, if you find yep. that interesting, we can very easily do a stream, and we can just walk through all the pieces uh, start to finish. So just ping us in Slack. Um, we've done it professionally before. We've we've hosted a, a workshop about this very thing, and we've learned so much since then. So if you that's get interesting to if people, if you get paid in sexual favors, is it still considered professional? <laughs> yeah, 
It depends on how good the sex is, but yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so that's it. That that's all from my week. Uh, short and stout. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lauren, any crazy clients this week? I mean, I've been working a lot, but I also just been sick. So like, I've just done nothing <sighs> but like watch TV and work on stuff. Like, so it's just been like a long week that has blurred together of what? watching TV shows. But I got what some stuff to is- talk about. I know you do, but I want to know what is the most creative Christmas decoration you've ever made? When I, in my last apartment, I had a chalkboard wall um, in like, like next, like I had kind of like a little eating area next to my kitchen. It was a studio apartment and I had like chalkboard walls on like that corner. And so I drew a Christmas tree on there because I couldn't fit a real Christmas tree in my house. So I had the drawn Christmas tree on the chalkboard wall and everything. And then I did put presents around it and everything. That was probably the best one I've done. <laughs> I love that. I was just That's thinking cool. in here, I wish that I had taken a picture of a tree and then printed <laughs> out that picture over like 50 sheets of just like eight and a half by 11 paper and then mm-hmm. assembled it up my wall. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be my plan for next year. So someone yeah. remind yeah. me of Good that idea. plan for next year. There's a, there's an actually, there's a, there's a browser, um, a browser based app that you can use that will do all of that for you. You upload an image, tell it what you want the full size to be at scale and it will print it out in like a, oh, um, like the tiles in a, in a half tone. Yeah. It prints out in this half tone effect across however many sheets of paper to Love make it. the size that you want. It's cool. Perfect. Someone hold that me to that. Cool. I want to do that for Christmas next year. All right, Lauren. Print out a Christmas tree for your office. But maybe we could like let the community design the Christmas tree. We'll get there. We'll get other things. We could put the paper tree up and then add ornaments that people make. That would be really easy. That's a better idea. That's a better idea. That's called called plussing it in the industry. All right. Well, we've got it. We've got a three hundred and fifty. 40, 40 days to figure this out. 350, 350 40, 40 days 40 to find days this out. Um, yeah, all right, what's, like what, yeah, what else is going on with you this week? Um, yeah, like I said, I've been like sick all weekend and then just trying to catch up on work before I leave town. So all I've done really is watch TV shows and like catch up on a bunch of stuff. Um, so the first one that I watched uh, was Mythic Quest, which we talked about like a long time ago when the first season came out. But now there are three seasons. So I feel like it's worth uh, reminding everyone that this show exists because I kind of like forgot about it, to be fair. Like I, I really enjoyed the first season, but then just like didn't remember when the next season came out and never came back. And and it's it's a really fun show. Like I, I enjoy it. So just in case you uh, missed when we first talked about it or have never heard of it, it's um, on Apple TV and it's kind of a workplace comedy that is like, um, I'd say the vibe is like a lot more like it's always sunny than the office though because like it's office meets always sunny that yes is exactly because like they, it does take place in a video valley. game uh, yeah like an, oh yeah silicon valley is actually a much better one-to-one because of the yeah. sense of humor is like more mature right. like that sometimes and like it's just a lot more aggressive than like a parks and rec or the office so i don't feel like that's like a great comparison for this show like it just is like a lot more like in your face like the people are a lot meaner to each other like the jokes are just like a little bit rougher like and i don't mind that it's just a different vibe i do think that i do think well i'm gonna make my my push and my argument for why the office meets um uh it's always sunny is a better description than to say silicon valley because it is softer than silicon valley so the office it's it's not as it's 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 just not as harsh as silicon valley or sunny is so like it's a blend between the office some some of the characters are I think the some first, characters are, but the the show as a whole. What I'm talking about, I actually think like maybe show. in the beginning it started more like in the office type vibe because like the first season is a lot more upbeat than season two or three is, and I feel like I that was like something that I thought was like interesting is that those these two newer seasons have been like. A lot but more. But that's what happens with The Office, too. You haven't finished yes, The Office. Yes, I actually thought, like, that's, like, later seasons of The <laughs> Office. But, <Yes>. like, I... Because <laughs> they're making fun of things that are depressing. And so it's, like, not yeah. as fun to laugh they, about they it. Lean into, and, they lean into things that are real. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And and I, I think, think the, like... Some, I, sorry, I just... I, I want to... I know that you don't need my... I know you don't need my opinion. I know you don't need my opinion. I think the, the actual script... I've only seen one and two. Uh, the script is only, like, a five for me or a six for me. But the characters are like nines and tens. I love the characters in the show, but I just feel like the the arc isn't quite to the level the characters are. 
So like, do you I think kind of three agree with that? Because like, I I, I don't think that like I'm as in, like I I'm very invested in the characters, but like what's going on in the show is not nearly as fun as it used to be. So like, yeah, I don't I'm, care I'm, about Hera. I don't yeah, care about Hera. Yeah. Nor the like the other thing that they're building at all. Because like right. I, I don't know. It, there's just some things where like the plot advances and it feels really fake. I'm like, can y'all just work in the same office and have jokes about that again? Like I don't know why you're but making it so complicated. They are. They still are. Like <laughs> I, they, I know, but over complicated it yeah. just to bring it back to, to it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this season nearly as much. But I'm all. I'm all up to date on it. Yeah, I'm still like I still enjoy the show a lot. I think it's really clever and I think it's worth watching. But like it has taken like a much darker tone, I think, since season one to like where they are now. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, but I I still like it. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um, But then on the other hand, like if you were looking for the like opposite, but it's still a workplace comedy. I binged through all that exists of Abbott Elementary, which is like basically new parks and rec like it's exactly that vibe like uh the main character janine is such a leslie nope type it's like hilarious to me (laughs) uh but i i really like this show it's great like i've heard nothing but good things from people i just like hadn't like reached out i'd like taken time to watch it there's two seasons out um all of it's on hulu right now uh and and it's it's really fun it's so cute it's really nice it's very pleasant like it's very much reminds me of a lot of the things about like parks and rec that i liked uh it just feels like kind of like a new show that's like that like i can definitely see like the characters in those shows hanging out and being friends which is kind did of did you ever watch ap bio a little bit okay not i like the like actors in it but i just haven't i haven't watched it very much okay fair enough As i've someone, seen like the first maybe two episodes when it first came out so, so abbott yeah. elementary it's like it's funny mm-hmm. i so i haven't seen it yet i thought someone told me it's a drama that's literally the no. reason I've put off watching it is because it is I was like, drama. I'm no, already watching a, White Lotus. Funny. I don't need another, I don't need something dramatic to add to it. If it's a comedy, I'll start watching it immediately. Well, yeah, it's like a, it's a half hour comedy for sure. Great. Perfect. Because I really liked AP Bio, which is mm-hmm. a half hour comedy around a school, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like it, it's canceled. It's done. There's no more of it. It's over. So this, I feel like maybe this could... Be it spiritual It's not successor. exactly the same because like kind of the joke of AP Bio was like how bad of a teacher he was. And, and this is like the opposite, really. Like they're trying well, too hard. He's <laughs> a brilliant person that does not want to be a teacher. Yeah, he's a bad teacher. Like, yeah. <laughs> Tomatoes. Not, yeah. Um, so, But is this one done like documentary style? Yes, there's even like an excuse that they have a film crew in there. There's a joke that they have in the second season about like mixing up the film crews and, and some other things. Uh, like, okay, perfect. It's really, it, it's very, very documentary style. Like I, I was like needing to know if it was in fact a Mike Schur show because it's like so similar. But I, I think it's great. Like the, like I don't really have like any big like hard takes on this show because it's just like very nice and pleasant and I've really been enjoying it. Uh, Andrew, have you seen it before? Never, and I won't. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> you have like something against that, it. That's hard no. hitting. <laughs> no, I just, no, I haven't seen it. I just thought yeah. like I wanted to tag on to that because that felt like it would no, be No, he was lot. telling me sure. if Lauren says she likes it, I refuse to watch it. That's going to be my new stance in 2023. And then if Ryder <laughs> says he likes it. going to miss out on so much stuff. <laughs> I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to hate it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we're all taking hard stances in 2023 and that's mine. So. Sure. Uh, but yeah, after bouncing around on my workplace comedies, I did one more show and that was trying to catch up on his dark materials now that the third season is already out and I didn't realize already halfway through. Um, I really liked the first season of this show and then like when the second season started, I like fell off after the second episode and I don't remember why. So I have gotten that far again and I'm about to like embark on the uh, second season like more in depth. But um yeah, I, I I mean, like, I, I don't know if you guys have read the books. Uh, I read them when I was a kid, and they're really fun. Uh, I know that, like, I think maybe part of the reason I, like, hesitate on season two is, like, it the story slows down so much uh, in the second book, but that's okay. Like, I, I know that it'll pick up again. And, like, seeing the commercials for the third season on HBO is honestly what it's like, ooh, I really want to catch up before they get to the crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, okay. if anybody else is watching that show, let me know so I have somebody to chat with. You're about. excited to watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm just, like, caught up to the place I was originally now, really. And, like, now I get to watch all the new things, like, season two that, like, that I missed. And then, what like, all the new things from season three. Great. You you just, you consume pop culture like it's your job. And sometimes <laughs> I think, like, it's okay it's if you true. miss one. It's okay if you miss one. Yep. No, I mean, like, I like all this stuff. So I try and, 
keep up with everything. There's just so many shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate says, uh, <clears throat> Kate on Twitch says that you sold her on Abbott Elementary. Oh, great. Kate, yeah, you'll you'll like it. It's really cute and nice and fun. Well, yeah, you and nice Kate are the same fuzzy. person. <laughs> I assume that if you've seen it that through uh, just through transmission of brain matter that she also will have seen it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely <laughs> Do you ever likely. think that like when you dream someone like you can communicate with someone else through their dreams? Yes. I've, when I've, I'm dreaming, do I think that? Like if I see Lauren in my dreams. Yeah. Not saying it has or hasn't happened. That's not the point of this conversation. But that I could <laughs> like say something to her and then she would know about it later in real if life. If she remembers oh. her dreams, she'll remember it. That's how dreams work. I've studied this. I'm going to try it out. <laughs> I have, I very, I don't understand the concept of not dreaming. I have very vivid dreams. I remember my yeah, dream same. when I wake up and I feel like I remember like lots of components. Of what it. did you dream about last night? So I need to write it down when I wake up because you've given me plenty of time to okay. forget. How about this? Go to sleep right now while I do my thing. It's uh, not unlike how you typically respond when I'm talking <laughs> and then wake up from <laughs> that time and then tell us what you just dreamt about. But, and I very often am aware that I am dreaming. That is like a every other night occurrence for me that I know I'm asleep, which is awesome. It's exciting. You do lots of fun things when you're aware of it. And so one of What's the, th- the best thing you've ever done in your dream while you knew you were dreaming? It's normally sex related, if I'm honest. Okay. It like yeah. I mean, I'll try to like fly. What's the, what's the best <laughs> what's the best person you've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a laminated list, so I'm allowed to yeah. Anyone that's Do you have to list. remake it every time you have a dream if it's laminated? <laughs> I remember. No, the lamination is for easy. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, I yeah. Let me take it. Let me take us. Uh, let me take us out of our around the table. Um, a couple things happened this week. So I've been alluding these last uh, these last couple weeks to um, to this uh, this fun gift that I was was working on for our uh, Whiskey and Wise event. Well, we had yeah. that event this past week, so I'm going to share with everybody. Um Patrick and, and Lauren, you've seen this, but yes. um there's a there's a guy in our in our group um who we call Trippy Van Winkle. That's his everyone gets a call sign um in in the group and his name is Trippy Van Winkle because there's this this uh, really really sought after whiskey called Pappy Van Winkle. Um and when they went to Kentucky a couple years ago, or maybe it was last year for to, to tour the, they were touring several different distilleries in Kentucky when they were there. They, he was rushing to get in because they were a few minutes late and he misjudged the, the <laughs> sidewalk and he fell bad, like oh, skinned up his leg, ripped no. up his hat, skinned up his face, all Ouch. these things. So they, they have nicknamed him trippy Van Winkle. Well, I worked with, uh, my, my friend Steve on this and we decided to make, he, he made a special batch of, um, poor man's pappy, which is where you can take two other like lesser, um, whiskeys and you can mix them together to, and if you let them, it's not called marinating, but whatever, when you let them kind of make together, whiskey love. Make whiskey love. <laughs> um, after after a certain amount of time, you get the same flavor profile as Pappy Van Winkle, and it's called Poor Man's Pappy. So we made a Poor Man's Pappy uh, blend. We made two bottles of it, and then I uh, I did a label for it. We ordered the labels um, using a photograph that I comped together with like seven. It's like seven or eight like l- different composition uh, photos put together. Um, to make a pappy, a poor man's pappy, um, Trippy Van Winkle or Trippy's Reserve label, and here is the actual bottle. Nice. Um, Look for at everybody this. To Beautiful. see. Let me see if I can zoom. Let me see if I can zoom. I in on this. think that that is Doc Reed every time I see. Oh, yeah, I do yeah. for like one second every time. So there's there is. Uh, it looks there's great. The label was yeah. it well received? It was so well received. What did People, you print? Yeah. The, what did you print this on? I I I ordered them through Sticker Mule. I ordered. There's 50 of these labels. <laughs> I want yeah. one. Um, Can we give so, out a couple to the community? Uh, I, they're not mine. Steve paid for all this oh, stuff. He, he commissioned me, and he allowed me to just use the whiskey that he made, so that I didn't have to buy the whiskey. So it all kind of worked out. I, he didn't pay me to do the design. 
I didn't pay for the whiskey, so we just kind of we we went we in traded. together. It was insanely well received, like to the point where people are fighting over it. Oh wow, um, but, that's awesome! But here is uh, here's Mark. <laughs> okay, is, now I see. Yes, <laughs> this is Trippy himself uh, with his with his bottle, and ironically wearing the shirt that he was actually wearing in this photo. That is so, so funny. Very very funny. So, Why anyway, can't he open his eyes? I think he's intimidating. I think he's imitating the photograph. Oh, I see. Um, for this, he doesn't look like that. Typically, you did this as a um, like whiskey white elephant, right? Yes, it was like what a whiskey. What did you white end elephant. up with? I ended up. I'm glad that you asked. Oh, uh, I ended up with <laughs> this right here. The Ooh. Balvini. It is a. Uh, there we go. It is there a we go. Caribbean cask. Um, it's extra matured in rum casks. So it's like, Whoa. it does all the normal like whiskey distillery, but then they also mature it additionally in rum casks. Uh, and so it's a 14 year um, scotch whiskey. It's like a hundred dollar cool. bottle of wine, uh, bottle of whiskey. That's awesome. Um, so Patrick, you and I are going to be cracking this open on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. So anyway, yeah, the, the Balvini. There you go. That's what the I got. Balvini. Um, so that was really fun. That was really neat. I'll see if we can get a label or two that we can give away on, on the on the podcast. Oh, actually, I do have one label up here that I can that I can give away. So in, in the very least, we'll have one. Okay, but um, I'll take that one. <laughs> the second thing is that um, yes, my image is mirrored. <sighs> They're right. It is mirrored. I should have unmirrored it. Um, the uh, the second thing that uh, I got this week is pretty. Great. Um, I got a I got a little I got a little note from Luke Gall, a uh, friend of the show, and he said, "Hey, what's your what's your address?" And so I sent him my address. And then a couple days later, he said, "Something's coming your way. When you open it, make sure don't just throw away the packaging. There's there may be little things in there. All right. Um, there you go, Jason Lindley dropping go. the uh, what poor man poor man's pappy is." He says it combines two bourbons from Weller containing 100.2 proof or 51 or 50.1% based on the recipe. It's a combination of 60% Weller Antique 107 and 40% Weller 12. So that's uh that's there what poor man's pappy is. So um I believe Jason ended up with one of the bottles. Oh nice. Uh, if I if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Jason was very excited about Please it. Please McKenzie make a note that if we participate in White Elephant Next year, uh, we should do a whiskey white elephant, uh, and you should just come to our party instead because yeah, it sounds like it was sounds way better. That involves um, though that Patrick would have to read books, which we know he doesn't do. <laughs> no, no, there's audiobooks. Patrick just has <laughs> to has drink whiskey. <laughs> Patrick has read a book. I and recommend we're talk about that soon. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, then I will pause. But um, I will say, Luke could have asked me for your address. And he could have. That's and then that's it. That's, that's, that's the end of the story. <laughs> and then Patrick would have asked me for my address, and then I would have given it to Patrick. Patrick, and would then have I would have given it to Luke. <laughs> to Luke. Either way, here's what showed up on my doorstep a couple days later, um, and it's been killing me to not show you guys this. I got it on Friday or Saturday, so the fact that I've had it and have not shown you is insane. But I'm gonna sit back a little bit so that you guys can all see this. This is from my friends at Synergy. So Luke and. Uh, Jim Dawson, both uh, listeners to the show, friends of the show. And this, my friends, oh, nice, is a hand painted Jessica Rabbit. Wait, did Luke paint this? Luke, Luke printed it. He 3D printed oh, it, wow. cleaned it up, sanded it, did all the things, and then he painted it. Luke, Dang. good nice Look job. At that. I don't know how to say this as a compliment. I would never have guessed that you did this. <laughs> <laughs> cool. No, that's what, I'm, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is... He won't receive that as a compliment. So it's good that you don't know how to present it as one. <laughs> so it could have been like say. totally different if you just used the right tone of voice, Patrick. <laughs> like, I can't believe say, you did this, Luke. That's amazing. Yeah. That's that how it, you do it. Like <laughs> It looks amazing. It looks as yeah. though you would have purchased it. <laughs> but it no, you it, made it. It's awesome. It looks incredible. I've got some higher res photos that I'll share. Um, there's like texture on her um, dress. I don't know if that can trans. Oh, it's it's looking pretty good in the camera. You can see it's nice and like shiny. 
Yeah, it's got like some glitter, like, uh, like some like luster, like luster mm-hmm. on it, which is nice. The skin tone is perfect. That's um, great. The curves are dead on. Um, and she's got her like she's wearing. She's got one shoe on, and then one shoe is is on the side right there. <laughs> and she's got her like you know her toes. That's awesome. So anyway, it is absolutely phenomenal. I am so excited about it. It's, it's on the shelf. Um, thank you, Luke. Very very Luke, cool. That's killer. One final thing that I want to share is a question that I want people to respond to my DMs on um, because I'm producing another show this week and I want to pull you guys because I trust you guys. Um, A lot of you are freelancers, Um, whether you listen to this or you're watching this right now. A lot of you are freelancers, do at least some design work or some sort of work on the side. And I want to know what the um, the ups and downs of freelancing around the holidays I just want to know a few of like, <laughs> like the good things and the bad things about freelancing around the holidays. I just want to hear them. You can drop me. They can just be bullet points. They can be a story. They can be whatever. Just drop some notes to me in my DMs, um, and I I want to filter through those this this week on the um, on the Lightro stuff that I'm working on. So uh, I I trust your opinions. So drop that ups and downs of freelancing around the holidays. I was like, we were just talking about this in Slack today. <laughs> yep. So. Um, with that, we're going to head out of the around the table. We're going to head over into our master categories. Every week we talk about the dice we rolled the week before. Those give us our categories. We then pick our topics based on said categories. And uh, Patrick, we're going to end with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start because I want to do some show and tell. Sure. Uh, so I got travel and I got past. And so I was trying to think like, what okay, do I want to talk about? places I've been in the past, uh, places that existed in the past, (laughs) (laughs) modes of travel in the past. Like there was all sorts of different ways (laughs) that you could do it. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm going to do something a little bit different. So I'm going to focus on travel posters um, and the different, the varying different designs that, that we've seen um, over the years of travel posters. And I have show and tell. So I'm going to throw this up on the screen. We're going to talk about a couple of uh, different ones and then, uh, We'll move over uh, on with the rest of our night. So here we go. There's nice. a couple of I've, I've noticed in my in my very quick research, like just today, like as I haven't <laughs> been researching this for weeks and weeks. I don't have tons of knowledge, but um, you've known since my, last week. <laughs> it's true, but I, I no, have I'm not. Kidding. Been, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have not gone deep down the rabbit hole, but um, just in my cursory search uh, today, I've noticed that there are really kind of four types of travel posters and and all of them kind of fit into one of these different categories for the most part um and so the first one that i want to show you guys is this hyper realism right where it's showing you the location that you're going to be almost in like if you took a photograph of that place and then like bumped the saturation up by 50% and bumped the contrast up by 20%. Like it's, it's, it's real, but not quite right. Like it's, it's like a picturesque version of, um, of the location that you're going to be. And to me, this might be at least right now at the, at the time of life that I'm at, I think this is probably my favorite kind. Completely. Um, I just want to go I, and pre agree with you and now post agree with you. If See, I, I was, think we can just call it a green. We'll call it a green. <laughs> like when I think travel poster, this is exactly what's conjured up, and this is what I'd want to hang on my wall. I yeah, I it's it's gorgeous. I've I've seen um I've seen lots of these as I was going through this, and and these were two that stood out to me as like yeah, these are great. It just so happens that both of them are are by Pan Am. Like Pan Am produced mm-hmm. both of these these posters. Um, and uh, it does the job. Like it makes me want to visit these places. Like I want to be. Yeah. I want to be there. So, um, pre-agree, pre-agree is uh, what you're supposed to say. Apparently. Um, so that's one. So hyper realism. And then the other one, uh, the, the next one anyway, is pop style, right? And so you've seen some of these um, where you you have very vibrant colors, uh, very much uh, more of a playful using. Um, shapes uh, to to produce ideas of the the images that you're going for, but not like, but you're not you're not focused on the realistic portion of it. You're trying to capture a vibe, and both of these pieces capture that vibe quite well. Um, and so, pop style is is great. I love this Las Vegas poster. I think this mm-hmm. is this is beautiful. 
Um, and then this France one is a little bit more subdued, but at the same time you see these like really pop colors and the bodies are really just like comprised of maybe six shapes <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've captured this scene of this, this man and this woman sitting outside of this like French, what could be like a patisserie or a winery or something. And in the distance you see just by a couple of, um, like rectangles and triangles, you see the rest of the city kind of depicted in really what just amounts to an amalgamation of a bunch of shapes. Um, so it's, it's quite simple, but at the same time carries this level of elegance. Um, and the colors are what really stand out with these. Um, and both of these are, Oh no, they're not both TWA. One is trans Canada airlines. So if you want to get to France from the trans Canada airlines, you might see one of these posters. Uh, 40 years ago. Um, so that's when you would see, <laughs> see these. I don't like these. At all. <laughs> I just, I don't. <laughs> like, that sun looks like clip art. Uh, most of the Las Vegas uh, poster looks like it's comprised of clip art. The colors are a bit jarring. Like, there's, they're bright, which I, which, you know, I mean, maybe it's supposed to say, like, step out of the mundane, right? So, like, it's, it's bright and it's big or whatever, but it's also shocking isn't the word but yeah i mean it's it's just it hits i don't know yeah like it's it, so the fact that you say clip art is is pretty telling i mean most clip art is like at least the traditional clip art early days clip art was pop art graphics yeah because they tell a story visually without having to have a whole bunch of other context well also so they, like they you animate can, things in certain ways to be able yeah. to stand out on their own without context so the fact clip art is a perfect way to describe this because most clip art is pop art and like the 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 french style is or the france poster i do not know if that pulls from local influence so that part of me is like i'll give it a pass because maybe it it it, it contains that whereas like the vegas one i think that guy was just drunk when he made it well, I feel like they had a brief where they had to add in a bunch of stuff next to the lady on the bottom left and right because it looks like the composition would be a lot stronger without all that stuff cluttering. Up the I don't know, but if you, but if you look at the stuff, though, yeah. like the stuff a actually adds to it, in my opinion. If you've got what they're trying to show you is the two yeah, sides yeah. of Vegas. One is the, the, the gambling, the gambling and side like and the other side is the vacation mm -hmm. side where you've got the pool side. Nightlife and, the, and, and day life. Yes. And yeah, yeah. to me... Like I, th I think it works really well. If if I was gonna, I, I would get if I had to take choose between these two, I would choose the Vegas poster to put up in my in my house over the France. One. What? <laughs> oh yeah, I like yeah. The, I like the layout of the France one more because I'm like a big fan of when you kind of like break the the edges of a drawing the way that they have. Like I think that the way that they did that with the building at the top and then the police officer kind of going to the bottom is really cool. But see, I agree with Lauren. I I feel like that everything that demonstrates nightlife versus daylight should be with the character. So when they just throw these little images as though like, oh, in case you don't get our point, let's just really spell it out in these couple of images thrown in the bottom, that feels weaker to me. Like, I wish that... I think that they could have... Like, the the, the day side it bothers me less than the night side, <laughs> where there's just like a little cluster of stuff. But like, I, like, both of these are cool posters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. All right, well, let's go to the next one. The next one is... Deco. Mm. It's now good, this though. is Pat. It's this good. is a Patrick's uh, Patrick's alley for sure. Yeah. So then now we're I we're in it. this like Art Deco like uh, it's it's a combination of the two things, right? Like there's there's some over like over um, over illustrated uh, illustrative elements, but still trying to live in the world of realism. Um, but everything has like these deep. There's deep contrast, deep like. Uh, juxtaposition of things like the, the composition mm -hmm. is always going to be bold um usually there's one main focus on this uh, and in this one it's you could maybe call these iconic as well right like it's focusing on one icon um and these are absolutely beautiful i love both of these um posters the the new york one um because i've been to new york and i know new york and i love the, those colors um, if I had to choose one of these to put up in my house, it would be the New York one. But that Paris one is also beautiful too, in in lots of different ways. Um, it's just they're just super cool. I love I love these. Uh, like you would see these up in like you know a travel a travel agency 
um, to promote these different places, to, to promote the art, to promote the, the, uh, something iconic about this place to get you to want to be there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, they're both great. I mean, the, these pieces are awesome. Uh, there is a lot of, so the first example you showed, um, and then, which I guess is the realism example and like the deco example, Mm -hmm. I feel like most of what we see now when someone is doing a take on a travel poster pulls from one of these two. Yeah. Um, you say that. I actually feel like the one. first one is the closest to like what we see, like, or like, I don't know, like you see like the, the version where someone does that for like Tatooine or whatever. Like I see those a lot. So hold that right hold now. That yeah. New York, I'll just say right now, New York, the wonderful uh, city is the winner for me. So, so far okay. that's, that's my number one. Okay. So hold that thought for just a second. Here's the final one. And I think, some of this might change your tune when you see this one that you might not even be thinking about. And the final one is graphic design. Mm -hmm. Now, these are what we see all over the place now. Yeah. These are, you see these everywhere, right? So it's it's a combination of the realism mixed with the pop, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got um, dynamic shapes, simp simplified shapes, um, usually a limited color palette, <coughs> right? Excuse me. Um, and then they're focusing on like one or two things and done in a real graphic way. Um, and I think I see, so here's the trick of everything, right? In, in, in an effort to go and actually pull up images from the past, pull up travel posters from the past, do you know how difficult it was to make sure that these are all old images and not new images that people make to look <laughs> old because yeah. people have made a million of these, these style posters nowadays, these mm -hmm. graphic ones, especially um, you can see these everywhere. And all you have to use is a, um, you know, an astute graphics texture or like a, a retro uh, retro supply texture overlay. And all of a sudden I <laughs> can very easily be fooled. So all of these images were, to the best of my efforts, um, pulled from actual old posters, some of them from the 70s, some of them from the 60s, um, and, so, and some of them from the 80s. But, uh, but this is, and by far, from what I've seen, this by far is the most replicated style because today this is you're probably saying. the, e to, yeah, today, like what, what I'm seeing a lot of today um, because of the style of it is a lot easier to achieve yeah. than that like the hyper realism, which I think is absolutely gorgeous. And it just, the amount of time and talent it takes to create that if, and I'm, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm an artist and I'm a designer. Like I get it. This is way easier to do than that. And I think people just don't have the, the time or money or dedication to be able to pay for those kinds of posters these days. And I'm not saying few and far between. And I'm they not, it's yeah, not that like they don't like exist. Hand painted posters, like that first page of examples, like that's just not really done anymore. Cause it's yeah. <laughs> For but many we reasons. also, and when I say it's not really recently, I mean we're, we're saying in the last six years, uh, we also went through a like a, a big flat minimalist wave as well, which yeah. this mm -hmm. graphic is going to lend itself to. I mean, mm -hmm. out of the four, this is I'd probably rank this three out of four uh, on my list. I mean, I, yeah. these I don't like. These feel like much more like cohesive, pleasant pieces than just like the pop. Again, like the pop is like brash to me. But if I was going to buy any of these to hang on my wall, I would uh, like that. The deco piece is probably the winner. And and, and, just, and the hyper realism like yeah. is yeah. probably what I see in my head immediately. Sure. Mm -hmm. So there you go. There's a little bit of a walk down a uh, travel poster uh, lane and uh, history of it. I, I, I would hang these up. I have lots of the 59 posters or 59 parks, uh, parks yeah. posters. Um, for all the parks that I've been to, um, there's probably still some that I've been to that I don't own them for. Uh, I don't own any posters from 59 parks that, uh, that aren't places that I've been. And I think I have like five of them, uh, maybe six. And so I love these travel posters, but there's something about these that is just absolutely like, they're just gorgeous. They're so simple, um, yes. in terms of like design, but they're very elegant, um, but the the copy too. I mean, like I think of these old adverts, and it, it feels like someone put two minutes of thought into crafting it. Like, <laughs> fly here, 
Like, and that's yeah. it. And and there's something like so beautifully simple about it. Of yeah. like, we don't need to have a catchphrase for it. <laughs> just just <laughs> tell you, just tell you to do the thing, and that's it. And and that carries over through a lot of old like print advertisements as well. Like it's it's so simplistic, and um and I love that for that that is like such a so that combined with the imagery, I just think they're they're beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. That's gonna be that's gonna be it for my uh, category. Hopefully you guys in, enjoyed that. I know I did. So um, yeah, Lauren, cool. I'm gonna hand it over to you uh, for your category. What'd you have? Cool. I had toys and I got a four, so I could do kind of anything I wanted with toys. And I I was kind of stuck on this, and then I realized I wa- I spent like a huge chunk of time watching Lego Masters Australia this week, and there's no reason why that shouldn't count. <laughs> I've been told toys. I've been told yeah. uh, Australia is way better than U.S. Yeah, I I honestly think it gives it a run for its money. So uh, like Patrick and Kreider and I have been talking in our Slack channel quite a lot this season uh, of the American Lego Masters about how much we were feeling and kind of like lost some of the magic and wasn't as much fun. And like we had a lot of different complaints about it, I think. Um, and Travis us, heard us and, you know, gave us the answer to our problems, which is Lego Masters Australia, which is all has three seasons available on Tubi. And I got this on my Roku for free. It's an app you don't have to pay for. You don't even have to sign up unless you want it to like save your place and like, I guess, pay for no commercials. But like, I don't really have a problem with watching one commercial every now and then. It's way less intrusive than Hulu ads. <laughs> and especially for something that I didn't even have to give my email to sign up for. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> so you can watch all of it for free on Tubi. So um, a lot of the show is the same. It's, uh, you know, teams of two compete in different Lego building challenges. A lot of the challenges are exactly the same, but I would say they're the ones that, like, make the most sense to translate, like the ones where they um, built the bridge and could see how much weight it could carry. Because, like, everyone does that differently, There's, you know, and the results are really cool. Or, like, when they blow stuff up, like, that's just fun, just different uh, kind of prompts each time. So uh, the the differences kind of come in in a little like they're not necessarily like huge differences the basics of the show are the same but the i think the differences do make it do make it kind of improved in some ways they they sort of have like in general i would say a lower budget like the set is less fancy like there's no big um like screen led screen with the clock that's on a balcony it's just projected on the wall which looks nice still it's just like these are like good tricks to like save some money um there's no wardrobe department so the teams are not like dressed up in sort of cartoony outfits of what they wear normally it is like their regular clothes um and then like they don't add um the cool like Lego movie style animations to the the builds at the oh, end of it like they do. That's one of my do. favorite parts. I do think that that's cool, but instead of doing that, they spend a lot of time actually just showing you what they built, which was kind of my main issue with the current season of the American one, was that like they would spend the whole time um just showing them half building stuff and not spend any time on what they actually finished. And that's really disappointing cuz like I want to see the things that they make. This is what the whole show is about. This spends so much time just giving like detailed beauty shots of whatever they made every time and I think it's like time really well spent that makes the show better because like they they do kind of hide what they're doing a little more during that time when they're you know like filming them build but then when you see it all come together it's like very rewarding and like really interesting and intricate and they'll like zoom in on all the little you know vignettes and all the little minifigure scenes and everything and like I just really appreciate how much like they clearly like love what they are showing off um, and then one of the other big differences is kind of like how the judging team works. They do have um, one host who's kind of like the Will Arnett guy. His name is Hamish, and he's great. Um, and then the like Lego master person, um, in the American version, they have two people. In this one, they only have one, and his name is uh, Brickman. I don't know if it's the Brickman or whatever, Brickman. but they just call him Brickman. And right. he's like... The, like they said, there's only like 14 certified Lego builders in the world, and he's the only one that lives in the Southern Hemisphere. So like he is the Australian Lego guy. Like he, do you no, think he leads off with that, like on a date? Yeah, I, he has. To. It's, on his, it's <laughs> for sure so. on his Tinder profile. It is for sure on his Tinder profile. Yeah, for sure. And and I actually really like him. He's kind of got a lot more like Paul Hollywood energy. Like he's a lot meaner of a judge than any of the judges BD. on the American version. He is very harsh and will pick out like small details and call them out for it. And I, I feel like in the 
in the American one at this point, like you can really tell that certain teams are going to get by on their personality and that like, they're just kind of like editing around that a lot. And it, it's a little frustrating. This feels a lot more genuine that like, if he doesn't like something, he will say it up to their face. And it sometimes it's very harsh, like, and it's surprisingly harsh compared to the other version. And like, they're so nice that sometimes when they do the judging, I'm like, that's what Juan based on your, like what you just said. Like, I, I think that this Juan. feels <laughs> Did I say it weird? <laughs> you say you always say one instead of one. It's we've one, had this yeah. conversation. It's it was just funny oh. to hear it. Well, okay. Well, you know what I mean. Anyway, yes. uh, I I just feel like it it definitely like it makes the judging more interesting and has a lot more stakes because like he doesn't give out fake compliments and like is much more serious in like helping yeah. them improve in their skills uh, like as the weeks go on instead of just being like well this is cool and this is cool but this and, like and it's nothing that really helps and like he's like you could do this you could do that and like gives them specific tips that I think are very interesting to be like if you were someone who like is a Lego builder and wants to learn from watching the show it has way more of that than the um American version has which I think is cool because like that's not necessarily like why I'm watching the show but like I'm sure there are plenty of people who are and like that's why I watch like a lot of cooking shows is like I like when they explain what they're doing and so you can learn something while you're watching so I think that's great but hold on Lauren are you telling me that there's no Jeff Gordon on the Australian version of Lego Masters no they did not bring in Jeff Gordon (laughs) they haven't had any (laughs) special guests (laughs) I mean, I actually <sighs> thought that one was fun. That's like kind of the shame I think about like this new season is that like a lot of the challenges were great, but the like style of the show has changed and like the editing I think isn't as strong. And I'm just like, the, like some of the magic is gone somehow. Um, and then like a few other like little differences that I think are notable is that um, sometimes they have uh, mini challenges in front of the main challenge where the teams can win an advantage. And like one of them was really cool. Like they had um, a Lego parrot that had like, 1600 pieces in it and they had to take it apart and build whatever they wanted from that those pieces everyone oh, that's had cool. the, oh, that's yeah great. everyone had the exact same pieces and then they got to build with it which is kind of like when you get a lego set and then you build it based on the instructions then you take it apart and figure out something you want to build that's way cooler to me yes honestly yeah. it was really cool and like they have some stuff where like they brought in um a delorean you know like from back to the future and they said okay like you're going to make a Lego set of this. It can be as big as you want. It can be as little as you want. Just has to be the closest replica to this car as you can get. Yeah, these seem much more about, it's like a different type of creativity. Like it's one thing to match a prompt, but to to be given like a limited number of bricks and then have to hit something, it's just a... It's flex. It's flexing like a different set of muscles. You can't brute force your way mm-hmm. through that problem, and that's very cool. Yeah, and yeah. and I just like appreciate how much like the like how thoughtful this kind of feels overall. Yeah. Like it just feels like really cool, and they came up with really neat challenges. And even the ones that are the same are like really well chosen. Like I just watched the episode where they did one where they had like the just the single hanging brick, and they had to build off of that. That's still really interesting, no matter what they do. You know, it's just like. Now they have delightful Australian accents. <laughs> delightful. Yes. <laughs> to me, it's like the best part. Um, so yeah, if you kind of weren't feeling this latest season of Lego Masters, fully recommend checking out Australian Lego Masters, which is all available for free. Um, it's it's like just as good, if not better, honestly. Like it's really fun and I, I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Uh, well, uh, if that's it for you, then I think we're going to head out of this episode because uh, we're going to be doing trivia for Patrick's category. So if you're uh, listening to this on the, the the podcast itself, you're missing out on a whole category. So the best way for you to uh, make sure you don't do that is by going over to twitch.tv slash podcast following and subscribing uh, so that you never miss the fun because trivia is always fun. But before we leave this episode, we do need to roll our dice uh, for if we're not meeting next week, it will be the very first episode of 2023. For 91. Um, for 91. Oh, for 91. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an idiot. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I don't know what you mean for 91, but yes, episode 491, whenever that may be. So uh, we'll go ahead and roll our dice. I'll roll first. I got a nine. Uh, Let me go and stop you. I have to write this down so that 491 can be the name of the episode for 491. 491, yes. Let me go and stop you because I rolled a nine as well. Okay. Okay, good. All right. 
five. Five. I did not roll a five. Guess what and you I got? Rolled, I rolled a three. Five is going to be trivia. Travel. Trivia? Yeah. Okay, we're kicking off. Uh, e- we're either ending 2022 with trivia or we're kicking off 2023 with trivia. Seven. Stay tuned to find out. TV. And I got futures. Future Ooh, TV. Nice. Then I haven't rolled my dice yet. It could be anything. It can be, well, like two things. Oh, I also got a five. (laughs) No! Sorry. You should have just re-rolled. Okay, here we go. I can't just re-roll and take No, no, you both Oh, no, but then I got TV. (laughs) I I rolled an eight. All right, so I have to re-roll now? Yes, you have to re-roll. Wait, no, no, no. She has to re-roll. No, not if Andrew keeps trivia. No, 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 we can't. We got that's not okay, the rules. So what's all, an, what's an eight first? We gotta resolve an eight? that. An eight is now music. Music. Okay. And now I'm gonna do my roll. I got a seventeen again, which will be TV, and now you do your roll. Design. Got it. <laughs> okay. Man, that was a that was a triple reroll. That was yeah. Wow. We never it. had that happen before. Um, okay. And I got so passed. you're no trivia for I us. wish I rolled this many seventeens on D and D day. I know, right? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> You're usually rolling the fives. Um, okay, we are going to uh, get out of this episode, uh, but uh, you know the drill, right? Like, if you want show notes and links to all the stuff that we talked about, go over to mof1.network, and uh, you'll find, besides the show notes and links, you'll find an archive full of tons and tons of episodes, uh, arguably almost 600 (laughs) that's what we were chatting about Mm pre-show uh and never miss an episode you can catch us live right here on twitch.tv slash m of one podcast join the conversation on slack um by just going to m of one dot network slash slack these conversations continue on regardless of what's happening online uh we're we're there every every day just chatting about things and about stuff we get to share pictures, and we get to share ideas, and we get to share friendship. And that's what it's all about, friendship. Subscribe, rate, and review the show everywhere podcasts are sold. When you leave a, uh, when you leave a review, we will read it on the air. Please leave those reviews. It doesn't cost you any money. It takes you very little time, but it is super helpful for us. We say this every week, and some of you have still not done it. 490 times we've said this, and you just ignored us. So keep it up, and we're going to get angry. So just give us a break here at the end of 2022. Help us out, uh, because that's what friends are for. For now, though, we're going to get out of this episode. I am Andrew. I'm Lauren. I'm in a hat. (laughs) Peace out. Adios. Bye. Bye.